0: Hey everybody, it's Jerry at the Fledge. Welcome to another episode of Every Damn Day. Today I have with me a longtime Lansing friend, Mr. Chris Pruitt, with the happiest homeless uh, person or happy, happiest homeless person inspirations. How you doing today, Chris?
1: I'm well, thank you, Jerry. How you doing?
0: Um, are you? Uh, you're at the studio at the Fledge, right? Yes, sir. Um, how has everything been going with, uh, HHP Inspirations? Well, since I announced I
1: was, I'm a non-profit now, things are really slowed down donation-wise. But, uh, it's all working out. Yeah. So, uh... We have a lot of plans. So,
0: some people are going to know you from Lansing for, uh... Your signs and all that and the art show but there's going to be people around the world that we're starting to broadcast to that uh don't know who you are so why don't you tell us who you are and what you're doing real quick real quick or no as long as you want as yeah. long as you want
1: well to start off i'm chris pruitt i was born in uh, highland park michigan part of detroit in 1958 Fatherless, we split. Mom got remarried. We moved to Grand Rapids when I was ten years old, and uh, that's where a lot of the problems came about that culminated in me becoming homeless here in Lansing. Moved here about eighteen years ago. Be with my little brother. Rest of family is spread out: some in the state, some out of state. Mom has died. Little brother has died. But. Uh, in 09, in beginning of winter in 09 is when I got homeless first, divorced, second marriage, and uh, got evicted from the house we were living in. I was described there for a little while afterward, and uh, had a painting business, and that went under, and wound up homeless in uh, winter of 09. I wound up finding a job at a church, and I was there about three and a half years between, 010, well, 10 and beginning of 14. And when I, that's when I went straight on the streets in like February of 14. And I don't know, from there, I started making my signs. I made big, huge homeless signs. Everybody's seen the panhandlers with signs. And uh, it's tough out there to get stuff to survive basic needs and things. And the signs is a good way to do it, but I wanted to do it differently than the other guys, you know, trash all around them and drunk and plain old homeless, hungry, God bless sign. I made mine huge and started addressing social issues and homeless issues and societal issues and some. Just fun signs, but they still poked a little bit at the public and how society treats each other, not just homeless people, but every damn day, you know, they're out there. You know, you bring them something one day, and you need to bring it again the next day. It's every damn day, and I wake up every morning wondering what I can do, you know, to help alleviate and help change society's stereotypes and stigmas against homelessness. You know, I. Done multiple, multiple, multiple giveaways, and people bring a lot of stuff. But, uh,
0: it, it's a constant river of need, isn't it? I, I mean, sure, it's, yeah. So and I'd
1: especially, do, I'd especially I'd oh, try, go ahead. I try to bring some kind of different things, like bags full of snacks, you know, instead of just the meal. But I'll try to have a burger with a or pizza, or chicken wings. Try to make it a meal, and. With the COVID going right now, you got to be really careful about health issues and handling and stuff. Try to make it as untouchable, least touched as possible. But yeah, yeah, it's just constant, constant, constant.
0: So, uh, you know, you and I have talked a lot. I I guess we've known each other for a little over two years. Actually, on Facebook, it reminded us a few days ago that it was a two year anniversary of the show that you did at the Fledge, your sign art show. Um, when I met you, you had been housed, but you were an advocate for the homeless. Is that right?
1: Well, yeah. Even when I was making my signs when I was homeless and in my camp, I was. I started doing that. I found out right away that if I asked for stuff for other people, because I go to the shelters and I go to the drop ins and when people do that, and it's been going like that for about six and a half years now. Uh, just bring whatever I can. Get people to bring movie passes. I've taken people to the movies a couple of times. Um, so try to take them out to eat. That's a little hard to do, you know, cleanliness wise. But uh, yeah, just trying to always find different things to do for the homeless.
0: Yeah. So you and I had talked you know a couple years ago about what you were doing and how it was though there is that need and those snacks and you make these happy snacks and you give out food um constantly the need is also though for self-esteem and for relationships and for um kind of people finding a sense of, of purpose do you wanna talk about that a little bit like
1: what I thought about right there is that reclaiming their dignity, you know, to get these services and stuff, yeah, you got to swallow some pride but when you're trying to go to the shelters and everything. They want to bring you right down to bare bones so they can rebuild you, it seems like. In some cases, that's probably a good thing, but most not. It deters people from seeking their services, you know, but dignity is a big thing.
0: Yeah, one of uh, one of the fav- my favorite event. So we've had a lot of events now, um, <laughs> with you and I together, um, with you having them at the Fledge, and me getting to enjoy uh, a-, a lot of great people that I've met, um, from little kids to uh, people living out on the streets. Uh, euchre, the euchre tournament. Tell us about that. Why why would the homeless people care about a euchre tournament? <clears throat>
1: Well, one thing, it was cold out. It gave them a chance to come inside for a while, a few hours. But um, even like when I was homeless, try to, try to play cards in a camp, you know, where you're, you're barely allowed to keep a bed in there and, and other things to survive rather than having a table to play cards at. You know, and it's something that homeless people miss out on, playing cards and euchre. So Martin Luther King Day was coming. There's a drop in center, the only one that's really open during the days for people to come into. And there's a couple, but that's one of the major ones called Jim Ho. And uh they're closed on Martin Luther King Days. The only day of the year they're closed. So we had the chili eat off in the Euchre tournament. And it was it was a good turnout. People had a lot of fun. They got a lot of stuff. They ate well.
0: It it that was a lot of fun. So I think James was my partner that day, and I was we were both disgusted with each other. We got to practice, because we got our butts whooped. But I, I mean, that whole day was kind of the microcosm of how I've seen you operate in the last couple of years. You bring in absolutely anybody who wants to come, and that, that included homeless and non-homeless people, to get together, forget about homelessness for a little while, do something semi-normal, like at least normal in Michigan, to play euchre, and to create a relationship, to have conversations with, you know, uh, I guess just normal conversations during a normal thing, during, you know, with normal people or whatever. I don't mean to say anybody's not normal, but I don't think that living in a camp is a definition of normality,
1: right? Right? And for those that do it is, yeah, and it's where you're comfortable and <laughs> there's always something going on, like being in my apartment, you know, I'm bored to death most of the time. And uh you need to be out. You know, when you're out camping out. Like when you go camping for fourth of July or Labor Day, you wanna come home? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh you've told me that so many times before that there are people out there who um, you know, they don't they they almost want to be out there. That's I mean, you've that's said that, the, right?
1: Some people that's all they've known all their life, you know. Maybe they their parents were drug addicts and always strung out. So, you know, maybe they pop in the house now and then but they were living on the streets. You know, there's, there's millions of people like that. Uh, you know.
0: Yeah. Do you do you think there are people out there that are happy
1: being homeless?
0: I or you, you've you also, I know, you were the happiest homeless
1: person. You were uh, the happiest you, of all. You know, that was ha- happiest homeless person is happiest homeless person. Chris Pruitt Chris Pruitt. You know, and, and I dug it out there and that helped me with my AKA. You know, I'd, I'd, be at the, I'd be at the old outreach when Mark Bozo was still running it, still alive. And uh, that's where actually the happiest homeless person was born at the outreach because I'd be up there and the guys would be out with their signs and they'd be coming in drunk and arguing and rabble-rousing. And I had a laptop then and I'd just be sitting around watching movies and playing games and listening to the antics. And uh, just why do people have the bad stigmas and stereotypes placed on them? You know, every aspect of society has people that screw it up for the rest of the ones that are... In that group of people, and it's the same with homeless. You know, there's homeless people that make all the rest of homeless people look bad. But that was my mission at the beginning: is to change people's perception of somebody on the corner just begging. I wanted to entertain. I wanted to send a message. Eighty of my signs are with a fellow in Texas at Southern Methodist University. He does seminars and exhibits across the country with homeless signs and thought. He did a 24-city tour across country a few years back, buying homeless signs in each city. I guess he's got almost close to 2,000 signs now. He exhibits them. Past two years at art prize in Grand Rapids, there wasn't one this year, COVID. But uh, my signs get around.
0: Yeah, except for I don't have one. Have I ever told you that?
1: Uh, Numerous times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but. That I didn't leave one from the sign show. Yep, I am. But I am going to, uh, I did download the photo of the one from your website. So, hhpinspirations.org is your new website. Um, And I'm going to use that as the uh, um, thumbnail for this video so people can get a view of one of your signs. Plus, this website will be in the comments or the uh, description for everyone to see too. And you just recently became a five hundred one c three. You alluded to that in the beginning. Tell us a little bit about what the mission of that five hundred one c three is.
1: Oh, so many things. When I wrote the mission statement, they said it was too long.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, but there's so many different aspects and dynamics that need to be addressed that some entities already claim to be doing, but aren't. And so we want to focus on those things. And that's what Happy happiest homeless person always was trying to do from the beginning to fill the gaps of the other advocacy groups and other entities that there's just so much you have to do to help a homeless person if you really want to get them off the street. And, uh, and part of that is dignity building and just showing them they're worth these special little things like chicken wings and pizza and big yeah. bags bags big bags of snacks and, you know they're worth it you know people spend a lot of money on this stuff what and, you, what, what the other thing too is about um sharing sharing conversations with them whenever I go out I sit with them I sit and talk to them I we have some laughs i got a cigarette I can get them to do and you know, just make them feel like a person somebody that
0: do, do you think that cigarette's important? Is it important for a homeless person to have a cigarette? Yeah. The uh You and I have talked about this before too, where people will look down at, at homeless people because maybe they have a beer or maybe they have a cigarette or maybe they you know, they want to do something that uh, uh, other people might judge as not a productive thing to get them from being unhomeless. But we've always talked about that dignity. You know, you said it a little bit ago. It's important that people feel real,
1: right? Yes, sir. And No matter what their little vices are or big vices. The big ones, are harder to get around. But a little vice, a cigarette. and people say a lot, I'm not giving them money. They're just going to buy booze or cigarettes. You know, if you're giving it from your heart and from some kind of direction, from some higher power, then that's all you need to worry about. Because they're dogs. Everybody's a dog. You know, we're all dogs, and yeah. we're allowed to have a beer. You know, yeah, I, baby I, baby. I
0: think that's an important part of your mission. I've always appreciated that about you. So, talking about your mission, what's something that you've been doing every damn day to push that mission forward, or to move towards that mission, or to fulfill that mission?
1: To stay focused and not give up, and you know uh, just try to think of different ways to cope with the stereotype society has on homeless people, whether through a poem or through a new sign. I haven't been making many of those lately, but I feel like getting back to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can you uh can you recall a sign or a poem that you might want to recite for us right now?
1: <laughs> I made mean, this one sign. It was it was like during, I got the idea during Comeback Week out at MSU and the police had, the sheriffs have their horses out there and Michigan State Police and DeWitt Police and Lansing Police and East Lansing Police and Meridian Police, all these police agencies and so much going on. But I painted this one cardboard all red and the poem went, Soul was first it says, beer, wine, liquor, booze, the city needs it for revenues. Cameras, cops, and horses, too. The All CNI is watching you, writing tickets, going to court. To them, it's just a sport. So, around the country and across the nation, they're waiting to bring it into the station. And that's pretty much a homeless story, there, you know, because <laughs> there's so much evil eye put on homeless people.
0: Yeah um well thank you for sharing that poem with us so yesterday uh claude with claude designs is was on the show and i told him about you and he knew who you were um because your fine your signs made you famous at some point um at least uh lansing famous and um he has a question for you and his question was i think uh, is very much like what i just asked you with the mission what once you're past the stigma, what's the next, you know, what's the bigger thing? What's what's bigger than homelessness to you? What's bigger than the stigma of homelessness? Um, yeah, what's your bigger mission?
1: Well, to, to once make it past the stigma, within the stereotype, then there has to be more acceptance for other programs to scaffold people out of homelessness. All right, we start giving them back their dignity by helping them pick up the trash at their camp and, and making sure they look nice and have clean clothes. But um, beyond that and building on it is to get people <laughs> rehabbed off the streets, you know, the job, volunteer programs to get the things they need to achieve those and scaffold up and build themselves up you know, What does it do to give somebody back their dignity if there's nothing else to go beyond it? It's just like all the people that they've been housing over the past few years, they give them housing, but there's no job opportunities for them. And so they're back out on the street, you know, panhandling, doing whatever they did before, not really given that full chance to either reintegrate into society or to initially, integrated the society. There's some of these people that, you know, they probably never had a job. I know there's kids coming out of prison, you know, that probably in there their late teens for some drug offense, and they have no job skills. And try to push that, try to get them trained, and money behind that. And Porter Johns for the homeless.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh... There's a lot of little things. It seems like the the cities or the government or even us, you know, that we could do that would help tremendously. I mean, like the, you know, you talk to about about johns and, you know, talk about the tickets you get when you don't have a porta john. Yeah. Or
1: they get some tied up going to jail all the time. You know, if you get a ticket for public irrigation, You can't pay it. The next time they see you. They, they know the guy's name and so they just look him up. Did he clear up the last ticket? Off to jail. It's an endless cycle, you know. And if you want people to do better and get more involved in society, become productive members, those are things, you know, what the city doesn't even think I'm worth a bathroom to pee in. Yeah. What kind of incentive kind of does that give anybody to do anything?
0: Well, it certainly seems like a trap, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, and, and it doesn't make sense when you step back. When you talk to someone like you and see what you're trying to do, and you meet the people, you you know that you know you're sitting at a euchre table talking to people. You you're not thinking that they're homeless. You're thinking that you, you know they got. <laughs> yeah, you want to beat them <laughs> exactly right. Um, but you know people. I, I I mean people are born homeless. I don't want to say it like that, but they weren't born to be homeless. Not. Yeah. You know, it's not like they have some genetic malfunction thing. You know, it's it's us. It's the social ills that we placed upon them, that we've done to them, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, I'm just product of our society. Yeah, You know, I could have been uh, retiring from somewhere by now, <laughs> but that's not in my foreseeable future because, you know, I was, I've had jobs i don't know one year i had 12 w-2s just bouncing around bouncing around you know in the addiction and alcoholism stuff like that and just you know escaping everything because that's what i learned i didn't learn to have a job and a 50-year marriage and
0: yeah so I'm not,
1: uh I'm not, I'm not geared for this world I think we be riding a horseback somewhere.
0: Well, we're here to build an, another world, a better world. So, Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Uh, you don't have to be here for this, wor- or this world. for Yeah, built for this world is what I'm trying to say.
1: Well, <laughs> be in it, not of
0: it. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow, I've got uh, our friend Nick, Nick Leodorf, who's a lawyer and a comedian. Yeah. He's coming on the show. And just like Claude asked you a question... What question are you going to ask Nick?
1: Well, I'd have to probably ask him if his profession as a lawyer gives him endless material for his <laughs> <as a> comedian. <laughs> he,
0: he's going he's gonna to like that question because, uh, yeah, it does give him endless material. Yeah. <laughs> so, so,
1: we'll a, so now I... We'll get a oh, skip out of him.
0: You gave me a little uh, challenge here because now uh, i got to flip that question on you. So I guess uh, with you, did what would I say? So working as a homeless advocate right now, does that give you endless material for your signs and your poetry?
1: Absolutely. I've got one in my head right now. It's going to be titled World War Me. And it's going to be... <laughs> It'll be what it is when it gets done. But uh, absolutely, that's where I got most of my stuff. I'd be outside a lug nuts game. The lady, you're not homeless. Why do you say you're dressed too nice? Well, excuse me, you know. So then I made a sign to dress that, you know, sorry, I, I look so nice and not upholding your stereotypes. But what, well, you want me to get a job, but you want me to look like a slob? What? But, but yeah, that's where most of my science came from.
0: Is, so are are you gonna drop a draft of World War Me?
1: I it is in my head right now. I still <laughs> out there.
0: Is that, is that related to that painting you want to do, too? Not
1: really. Well, well, uh, yeah, you know that one. Yeah, I got a couple.
0: Yeah, the one the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. The big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris it, and I got some things uh, we want to work on.
1: James beat me to the big picture. I yeah, wanted, I'm going to be that sign. I think I better do this before Christmas. Oh, he, he
0: hasn't he hasn't been here in like a <laughs> month. We anything. can we can just paint over it.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> I
0: wouldn't
1: want to bring that temper out of it. Yeah, but um, just, that one sign. Yeah, World War Me. I can well the, the the lines will be exploding out of the middle of it.
0: Well, I look forward to seeing that, and uh, I also look forward to, to working with you as much as I can support you um, with what I have here, uh, with, with our future events, with maybe another sign show someday, uh, get, helping to continue to get the 501c3 off the ground. Uh, people can help out by going to hhpinspirations.org and donating and understanding your story. Founding you on Facebook.
1: And right? If you want to see more what I do, go to my Facebook page, Chris Pruitt. That's where I do most of my posting and stuff. The, the, the website just got going. they are adding more to it, my friends. I want to get the mission statement on there, and uh, probably. I want to segregate the donations, like donations for food, donations for birthday parties for the homeless, uh, donations for this, donations for that, and so the money can be used for what the person donating wants it to be used for.
0: All right. So uh, I'm going to just talk about something, uh, some little business I have to talk about real quick. Uh, please subscribe to the Fledges YouTube channel. Uh, remember that we do 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one every week. This week it's Friday at 9 a.m., and every damn day airs every damn day at 2 p.m. So, um, Chris, you won 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one, didn't you?
1: Yes, sir. Two Fridays. And you can up. come this Friday.
0: Yeah, I. I uh, I like your pitch. I like where you're going. Um, I like that you help out, or you know that you did that. Ninety nine problems, and thanks for uh, being on every damn day. Is there anything you want to take us out with? Any thought? Um,
1: Any uh, expanding on what HHP does? Um, yeah, we do a lot for homeless people, but we also focus on children and getting them things and bringing them special parties here to the pledge. Uh, the next one's coming up. It's going to be two days. I have a friend, a little friend, that's been collecting Halloween costumes to come and give away to the less fortunate. And she was contacted by another organization, and they're going to be bringing over a thousand costumes on Friday, October thirtieth, to the pledge from like five thirty to seven thirty or eight. And uh, also trying, when I bring. The happy stacks of food people. I always try to get burgers or something. I'm trying to cut out corporate things like that, Burger King, you know, pizza, Taco Bell. I'm trying to get all local businesses to support these, either with a donation or a, a discount on food that I would be getting so to have an event.
0: Yeah. Peace and for- I I Thank you for that, Chris. I'm actually, I have to just give you some kudos real quick and then we'll go out. Um, I always appreciated that you're doing that because I've never looked at you as like, even with with or without your 501c3, you're not a charity. Your your group is not a charity. Your group is an investment in the community. And all you local businesses that aren't helping to invest in this community, um, you need to start helping. It's time to step up. We don't, we don't need to buy our future from the East Coast and the West Coast. Help us strengthen our community, build our future right here, and help Chris Pruitt help others, help us, help do things.
1: Every damn day, I don't buy something from Amazon.
0: That's spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you very much, Chris. You're hey, an inspiration hey, hey. for sure. I uh, will talk to you later.
1: Bye-bye. Thank
0: you, George. Bye-bye.